Publisher Podcast, Episode 58. Well, hey, hey, everybody. It's almost Christmas time for those of you who celebrate Christmas. So happy, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and shortly, Happy New Year. Can't believe 2021 is finally, finally coming to an end. So today we're talking about an important topic on the podcast, all about boundaries. And this is a great inf- uh, a great interview with Christine Seibold. But, you know, there's one thing that I thought about after the fact. I received a message from my friend Dan, who's also an author, and he was like, I don't know how to do all the things that I need to get done. And it made me realize that there's another type of boundaries that authors also need to take into consideration. And that is the boundaries that we set on how much time we're willing to invest into our marketing and uh, author growth because it can rapidly be all consuming and take over everything. One of the things that I encourage people to do is to have a plan where they know each week where they're going to spend their time. Maybe you have a 30-minute window every single day that you say between this time and this time, that's when I'm going to engage on social media or create posts for Instagram or go watch and like and follow people and do those types of things. But give yourself some boundaries around all the efforts that you have to make. Give yourself a schedule, give yourself time frames, and have a plan that you know what needs to be accomplished in what months leading into your launch or in your long-term marketing strategy. Because I can tell you for one, the marketing never ceases and it can quickly become a monster that just overcomes your entire life. So while we don't discuss that particular boundary in this episode, I think it's one for you to consider as well. And finally, before we get into the episode, I just want to remind everyone that Women in Publishing Summit tickets are on sale. We're in early bird pricing right now, and the price is going to slowly start increasing over January and February. So if you're listening to this December 22nd, 2021, you have about two weeks left uh, to grab the ticket at $97, and it is going to be one of the best investments that you make all year for your writing journey. Uh, over, uh, let's see, I don't know, there's about 17 presentations per day over four days. They will be recorded. You'll have access to watch them for whenever you want to watch them. But there's going to be a lot of live events happening as well that you're going to want to be a part of. So I hope you'll head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com and grab your ticket. It's such a great community. We're already getting together once a month and doing networking sessions and just getting to know each other and sharing resources and connecting. And it's truly a uh, one of my favorite things that we do all year long. So womeninpublishingsummit.com, grab them while they're on their lowest price and join us for the live event in March. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been Right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. Today we have Christine Seibold, who is an author and virtual freedom strategist in Miami, Florida, and the owner of Freelance and Freedom. She coaches women on how to leave their nine to five jobs to start their own virtual businesses through an eight week eight week program that she designed. She's also a certified life coach, and with this, her main goal is to help women follow their passion and lead them 
so that they can have unlimited vacation, travel the world, um, have a flexible schedule, which we all want, spend more time with family and live the freedom lifestyle that they dream of, which I know is one of the biggest reasons why I started my own business as well. And it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the big dream. She's got a bachelor's degree in public communications and Spanish and a master's degree from Harvard. Hello in international relations. And she's always had the desire to help develop and grow women entrepreneurs around the world to provide them with the skills and the self-esteem necessary in order to follow their dreams. She's also an author, um, which is one of the things that we will be talking about. But today we're going to be largely talking about boundaries because, oh my goodness, is this such an important topic? So she published her first book, Blondie Without Borders, in September of 2021 to celebrate three years of her business, Freelance and Freedom. And the book discusses, discusses how to set boundaries in life, business, relationships, travel um, with substance and more. So she shares true stories from her own life growing up with no boundaries and the lessons that she learned along the way. And she dedicated this book to all the women who don't think they are enough. You were, you are, and you always will be. I love that message. So when she's not working, she enjoys trying different coffees, love coffee, and she loves dogs and doing yoga and jetting off to other places. So basically it sounds like we're soulmates. I just love all of these things and um, same, 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 same. I could say same all day long. Like this is my dream too, to have um, the freedom and flexibility so that I can spend more time with my kids and so that I can travel because I love traveling. So welcome <laughs> to the show. I can't wait to talk. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time and for the opportunity. Yes. So, so how did this whole journey start? Like how did boundaries become the thing that you wanted to talk about? So I realized they only really came into like stab me in the face of my life when I became a business owner three years ago. So in 2018, I left my job. I was working at Harvard, moved across the country from Boston to Miami and opened freelance and freedom. And I was working 24 seven. I thought I needed to work all the time to make my business work. And I realized one night as I was laying in bed, texting one of my clients at 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, why is he texting me? And I realized, oh, because I'm responding to him and I have no boundaries. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so that was the first that. thing that really kind of woke me up to actually being like, okay, I need a set schedule. I need to take breaks. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was eating horribly not exercising and all of these things from, you know, going from an office to working at home, I hadn't made the transition well. So mm -hmm. it sounds pretty much like what's happening in my life right now. So I am all ears <laughs> ready for all of these things. No, it's, it's funny because I think um, there's something, you know, my, my uncle owns his own business, but he's an accountant. And, and when I launched my, my business, he, he was joking with me. He was like, oh, this is wonderful. So you're gonna, you're gonna have this business where you have all this quote unquote freedom now, and you're going to work for 80 to 90 hours a, a week to earn what you could have earned working for someone else for 35 to 40 hours a week. He's like, bravo. <laughs> and I know he was just giving me a hard time, but it is true. I mean, there is a lot when you, when you do start your business, obviously there's a lot that goes into setting up, you know, all the, all the foundations and doing all the things and yada, yada, yes. but the boundaries part is really hard for me because we are so connected to our devices all the time because we feel this when you're now the person, like there's just a different mentality that comes along with, um, with working for yourself and being your own, you know, business owner, you, you feel that pressure of, 
of being on all the time and responding all the time. And if someone sends you a text that you should respond right away or an email that you should respond all the way. So, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, you kind of already mentioned why boundaries are important, but was there anything else that you wanted to cover on, on why those boundaries are so important? Yeah. So basically as a, as a kind of definition, so boundaries are guidelines on how people treat you. So we're basically teaching other people how we want to be treated. So again, going back to that 11 PM text, I'm responding. So I'm showing him, okay, that's, that's okay. Um, and they really help lead to lead to self-love and strong self-esteem and really kind of identify your, or create your identity. So you can kind of be known as the pushover, which I totally was before, especially in my nine to five job and people pleasing and just doing what others wanted. Or you can be known as the strong, hard-ass woman who says no to things that don't serve her, which I like to consider myself kind of moving. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a process, but you know, more on that side now than the self-pleaser or the people pleaser before. Yes. So, um, and they really just help bring stability within your life. And especially as a business owner, help avoid burnout, which yeah. we all are always on the border of, like you said, always have that text or that email to respond to. And I remember thinking like, oh, if I just do it now, then I don't have to do it later. But then right. that leads to another one and another one and it never ends. So we really have to put a limit somewhere. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, obviously the the audience of this podcast is is authors, but many of them are business owners. Many of them are or or have the dream of creating a, a source of income from their writing that will allow them to to have to make a living as a writer. And a lot mm-hmm. of times that means bringing in other types of business uh, streams of revenue so that they can, because making money just off of writing books is very, very difficult, especially for those first several years until you've got, mm-hmm. you know, enough that enough that you can do that. So I think, you know, there's so many ways that boundaries for us, I know I did an episode not too long ago about setting boundaries just around writing time, because mm-hmm whether we're um, self-employed or whether we're working someplace else or whether we're raising a family or taking care of a partner or taking care of a parent or something like that. Like the reality is a lot of times our writing winds up getting pushed to the side or or that protected writing time or marketing time or whatever it is. Um, So there's, there's room for everyone to learn more about boundaries, but I I love your depth. I love the definition that you gave. And also that like, that just putting yourself as like, I am important enough that the things that need, that are important to me, to me need to be important enough for me to say no to other things. Yes, absolutely. And just going back to what you said about the time, I had like three fourths of my book written and I applied to a fellowship. And so I stopped writing and I was mm. like, and then I didn't get the fellowship. So all this time had passed and I, you know, hadn't finished it. And I literally had to force myself to put two hours on every Wednesday morning with a partner at my co-working space. And we would sit and write together and write our books from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. before, yeah. you know, life started really right. to get that two hours of writing in. And we did that week after week. And then when COVID hit, we did it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And that was really how I was able to finish the book because without that time set apart for myself, I wouldn't have 
or I would probably still be writing it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good that it's smart that you had an accountability partner because mm-hmm. it's kind of like going to the gym. Like I can tell myself I'm going to get up and go to the gym every morning at seven or whatever. I had a walking, um, a, um, a walking partner for a mm-hmm. long time. Now it's cold. So we're not walking as much, but just knowing that Casey was waiting for me at 7am made yep. me get up and go instead of saying, eh, I'm just going to sleep in today, which means sleeping in tomorrow and the next day or whatever, you know? So, um, that that's, that's another part of those. I think a, an important part of, of, of the whole conversation is, you know, you can set the boundaries, but then also make sure that you're setting the things that make you hold yourself accountable to what you're planning on doing inside of those boundaries. <laughs> right. Exactly. So once you decide, okay, um, this is important to me, obviously for you, it was creating a lifestyle of freedom and flexibility and travel and all of those types of things. Um, and you've decided, okay, I need to make a change. Do you know, does that, you know, do you have any suggestions on first identifying what those boundaries need to be? Cause it's one thing to say, I'm setting boundaries in my life. I'm setting boundaries with people, with time, with all of these types of things. But how do you know, like for me, I could say, I'm going to set a boundary that I'm going to write my book and I'm going to have this protected time, but I know what's going to happen as soon as we get busy with a launch or a client or another author who's doing something like that becomes more important, you know, trying to, trying to do that that work becomes more important because that's my job. So realistically, how, how Mm -hmm. do we set those boundaries in place? Yeah. So, so the first step is becoming aware, of course, like we said, like, okay, something is off in my life or something. I'm not, I keep missing this goal that I'm setting. So what, you know, what needs to change? So once we identify what it is, we need to ask ourselves, are we willing to change and take the action to get that goal or get to where we want to be? And that comes with knowing our values and knowing what's important to us. So for me, I told myself 2021, I am finishing this book. Yes or yes. Like that is, was like, that was most important to me. So that really kind of, um, made me just go ahead and set carve out that time. And no matter what I showed up to get it done. So part of it is really depending on ourselves again, and loving ourselves and putting ourselves first and knowing what's important to us. But I like to use the example, like, you know, running a marathon, if you really want to run a marathon, you got to do the training, the water drinking, you know, all the steps to get it done. And then I think it's communicating those boundaries clearly. So perhaps if you're trying to write a book, you know, telling your partner or your family from seven to nine, every Wednesday, I'm going to be sitting and writing and that's it. So, and I think sometimes we think we can communicate clearly or like, mm-hmm. cause it's on the family calendar. Like then everyone will know that you're sitting there and writing on Wednesday mornings, but really being direct and telling them what you need and what you want. Yeah. Um, And then when, you know, this always happens, but being prepared for when boundaries are violated. So just because you communicate the boundary doesn't mean that people are going to respect it. So when, you know, when the kids come in at 7am, when you're sitting down to write, you know, being prepared with a plan of what you're going to do when, when that happens, Um, how are you still going to be able to get, you know, unless it's an emergency, of course, but most, most weeks, like, how are you going to get that writing done and create a structure around that and what that looks like in case that does happen. And even coming up with a plan, for example, of showing how it benefits others that are in your space. So like, Mm. if you let mommy, you know, do her writing for a couple hours, then you'll get to go outside or, you know, with a reward system or even at work, you know, like if you ask me to work on project X, I won't have time to work on project Y. So 
um, you know, just showing it how it benefits the other person. Um, and then a lot of things that a lot of times, especially as women that we tend to neglect because we just want to, a lot of times we want to people please, but, mm -hmm. um, just saying no, just saying no, it's a small letter word, but it's very powerful. And, um, I've actually been, I, I, I heard with a dance movement therapist that, um, the act of actually pushing ourselves away or pushing yourself against the wall, uh, will it has like a mind body connection and will physically huh. prepare your mind, uh, kind of like yoga, uh, to, if you're preparing for a difficult conversation or you're about to set a boundary with someone, it's kind of like your warm up. like just practice doing this and it's getting your mind ready to say no, or putting that limit with something. So interesting. I've never heard that one. So literally just like you're about to do a wall push up or something, you just put yes. your hands on the wall and push yourself away. Yep. Or even just the action of doing it in your desk or, you know, oh. in the mirror. Yeah. Uh -huh. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, um, I, I, I've heard obviously about the superwoman stance, you know, putting your hands on your hips and <laughs> standing at thing. And, and I've, I, there was actually a Ted talk about how, um, standing in the, in the superwoman stance for two minutes actually builds confidence in people, uh, before difficult oh, things, but I've never heard, heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. I love all of those things. I mean, boundaries are something I've always struggled with. Um, and I would say that they have shown up both in my personal and professional life as problems um, because I do really have a hard time drawing the line because I, I have, it's funny, my sisters don't think that I'm a people pleaser, probably because I don't spend a lot of time trying to people please them because they're my sisters. Right. <laughs> but, but I am like, and it was funny to me when I told, when I was talking to some of my friends and I was like, I really struggle with this whole people pleasing thing. And my sister was like, you are not a people pleaser. I was like, you do not know me at all, <laughs> but, it, but it is, it's, it's one of those things that when you like you a fear of disappointment, a fear of letting people down, a fear of not living up to expectations. Like, I think this is something that we as, as writers, as, as creatives, um, and as entrepreneurs, I think I see this a lot with people. Um, so, you know, really being able to set even those like emotional and boundaries and, and mm -hmm. mental boundaries, do you have any, um, guidelines or suggestions on, on that? <laughs> Um, I really think it all comes down to your self-worth and huh. feeling the, that you deserve it and that you yeah. love yourself. Um, that I read the book, you know, The Art of Not Giving an F. Mm -hmm. And um, that really opened my eyes. Like, who cares about Susie's barbecue? Like, who really cares, right? Like, is that really important to me? And is that what I value? No, not at this time. Um, and it's, you know, you don't have to be mean, but thank you. I'm, I'm not available that day, but thank you so much. I only have so much time and energy and I have, I've just made the dedication to myself that I am putting myself first, yeah. you know, I'm about to make a move to Spain, which is my favorite place in the world. Ooh, you're moving to Spain. And how exciting. Yes. So I lived there for three years. Actually, my book takes place in Spain and, uh, and I lived there for three years and, um, I'm, I'm heading back and, uh, my sister is getting married next year and she's like begging me to stay because of her shower and her bachelorette weekend. And I have worked so hard to, to, for this process to get there and waited mm -hmm. years to get back there. And 
you know, I've just had to say, I'll do the best I can, but right. right. I'll be back for your wedding. I'll be back for what I can, but I, I'm not committing to, you know, because I can't yeah. and I really yeah. can't. And I have to put myself first because this move is so important to me and my husband. And that's yes. what I need to do right now. Yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. When it comes to a family member and something yes. like that, I can see how you could easily like want to backpedal and be like, okay, well, we can just wait a little bit longer or do whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a, that's a really good example of, of setting a boundary in a, in a difficult situation with a person that is hard to set a boundary with. I think it's a lot easier to set boundaries with people that maybe we don't know as well, or don't like, it, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier for me to set a boundary and say to, you know, the ladies that I get together with from time to time that I just don't feel up to going to, you know, the Christmas cookie party thing, as mm-hmm. opposed to telling someone that I'm really close to setting a boundary with them. Um, how did you get to the point where you were able to confidently make those boundaries w- in, in tougher situations with people that you have a hard time maybe with? Mm-hmm. So unfortunately I had to learn the hard way, Um, but, and I used to be totally the opposite end of the spectrum. So I was a huge people pleaser, always wanted people to like me, to love me. So it started out, I went through some abuse as a child um, from my caretaker, not my parents. Um, But then that moved me to look for things outside myself to self-soothe and to do Mm. things for people to like me. And so it started with food. And then later on as a teenager turned to alcohol. Um, And in my early 20s, I became a full-blown alcoholic. Mm. And that led to some very unhealthy relationships. Um, and so it was, uh, I, I like to say three wake up calls really that got me to, <laughs> to be setting the boundaries. So the first one was a relationship with my abusive boyfriend who came home and almost killed me one oh evening. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. That was a, um, tough time. That was December of 2008. And I was, we were both drinking heavily then and got into an argument and that led to a very dangerous situation. And then two weeks later, I was in a drunk driving accident with oh my, my sisters goodness. in the car and we all walked out of there without a scratch on us, gratefully. Wow. Um, so that was like my first wake up call that was with alcohol and I had no boundaries whatsoever. And I started going to AA and gratefully got sober and have been sober since. Um, so that was like my first wake up call. And then I ended up um, when I lived in Spain, meeting a man there and we moved back from Spain to Boston and got married. And that turned into a very abusive, verbally Mm. abusive relationship, um, mentally abusive. And I started seeing a counselor shortly after, and um, shortly after we were married and because I just wanted to fix it. You know, I just wanted to fix Mm -hmm. my relationship with him. And she would always tell me as I was walking out the door, take care of yourself, love yourself. And Mm. literally week after week that like started to ingrain in my mind. Mm. And, um, I was able to leave him. He came one night, got into an argument and lunged at me. And I knew from my previous relationship that the fact that he, it got, had gotten physical, that Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to lead to a good place. And that wasn't going to get any better. So I figured a plan out with my therapist and was able to leave him when he was out of the country and move everything out. um, And I divorced him. And that was, I would say the second wake up call, because I said, okay, I keep attracting these men and this needs to stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And why? And so it really made me do a deep dive into myself. I didn't date for a year. 
Um, I did so much therapy, all different kinds, hypnosis, um, some theta therapy, and then of course the, the traditional therapy one-on-one and um, really learned how to love myself and date myself and just be mm. okay with being alone and with saying no to people and things that I didn't really want to do. And it started to feel really good. So like the more you do it, the easier it gets. And again, it is a process. So there were times and still times that I fall back into saying or yes to things I don't want to, yeah. or because they've done something for me, I want to do something for them. Yeah. Um, but it, it really... And then the third wake up call was when I moved to Miami and started my business in 2018. So that was the story I shared in the beginning. And um, now I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like I, but but again, it's taken that the second abusive husband, I divorced him in 2016. So that's taken a good five years to like Mm -hmm. really wake up and really say no to things and and Mm -hmm. people. Um, So again, it's really just about loving yourself and learning to value your worth. And knowing that it's just, the world isn't going to fall apart if I say no to the cookie party, right? Like, right, exactly. will be hurt, but like, if they really love you, they'll get over it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, I was in the military before I, um, before I left the military. <laughs> um, and I remember when I was getting ready to separate um, at the time I was a captain and, and I was the second in command of our, of our unit. And I was, I had a lot of work that, you know, there was a lot on my plate. And I remember I had the best commander at the time. She was also a woman and a mother. And I just had my first child. I was getting ready to leave the military. And on this note, she, you know, I was really panicking about like, well, how is all this stuff going to get done? How, how am I going to get, this person isn't even coming in to train, you know, I'm not even going to get to train my replacement and everything. And she just looked at me and she was like, you know, I love you and you've been a great person to work with, but we are going to keep on moving just fine when you're gone. And, and she didn't, you know, her intent obviously was not to hurt me. Her intent was to say, let go, you know, it's okay. We've, we'll be okay. Do what you Mm -hmm. need to do. Take care of your newborn, get your house packed, you know, move back to the States because we were in Germany and she's like, we'll figure it out on our end just fine. But it is true though, you know, it, it, it boundaries do come down to, to self-respect more than anything else saying that I, I respect myself and my needs enough to put my needs before your needs in, in this situation or in this case really is what it often boils down Mm -hmm. to. I think. Oh, I just wanted to say, I think also just having self compassion and love as you're going through it and growing from it, because especially as women, what are we taught? We're taught, be a good girl, be quiet, Mm -hmm. sit down, Mm -hmm. listen, you know, all these commands that tell us to be quiet and just like, shut up and listen, you know? So we have to change (laughs) our mindset from a young child of what we're taught to do. And that's really hard to do, especially if we've been conditioned our whole life and all of the jobs we've had. So it's, you know, a process and it's okay to make mistakes and revert back and then keep moving forward. That's the important part. Absolutely. Well, boundaries are something that I will continue working on. I'm getting better. I would say, I mean, I have mm-hmm. to, I now, you know, I have to, it's either my personal, you know, my, my health and my well being versus, you know, saying yes all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting better at it for sure. But, um, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you have some journal prompts and some things that you, that you help people with on working with boundaries. Yes. 
Yep. So I'm happy to share these with you if anyone wants to download them. Um, but first, so I'm just going to go through them quickly, but again, I'll send them over. But Great. first I would say, you know, what to recognize, what, what are we doing right? So mm. what are the boundaries that I already have in my life that are working well in the areas of work, love, relationships, family, your money, um, your job or at home. So kind of just doing a self inventory of what's going well, and then writing down three to five boundaries that you want to change or set moving forward. Um, and then from there, why do I want to set these boundaries? So that goes back to what I mentioned about knowing what you value. So what are your goals and why are they important to me? Mm -hmm. And then setting up that plan to create create structure to make sure that you follow through on the boundaries. So being prepared and having that outline or the time set aside or whatever it is to have structure around them. Mm -hmm. um, and then deciding how you're going to communicate the boundaries. We talked about commuting the, communicating them clearly. Um, so after you make the plan, communicating them and being prepared for when they're violated. So having a plan for how you'll react and mm. what you'll do to reinforce the boundary. Mm -hmm. And like we mentioned before, having an accountability partner in any kind of goal setting or boundary setting situation is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Just me having that therapist there to ask me, you know, did you say yeah. this to him or whatever? Um, in any kind of goal, an accountability partner is key, I think, to moving forward. Well, those are all really good prompts. And how are those the types of things that, how often do you do those prompts whenever you're struggling with the, with the yeah. boundary. Mm -hmm. I would say when, when a situation comes up and, it, and, you know, it's usually a recurring thing. So it's like a certain area that I'll need, like, why do, why does my bank account keep hitting zero or why, you know, like what is going on? <laughs> um, so usually it's, it's kind of clear, like something that needs to be changed. So then I'll sit down and kind of go through those, the quick inventory there and see what needs to happen. I appreciate this conversation. It came at a really good time for me. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, but before you go, because you are an author, I do want, I do want you to tell us a little bit about your book. Tell us about, um, about, let's see, the title is Blondie Without Borders. So tell us about that. Yes. So as I mentioned, it takes place in Seville, Spain, and I'm basically walking through the streets of Seville with my husband. And as I walk through and see things or see people, it sparks a memory. And then I tell a story like the one I shared before with the men and everything about a time that I didn't have boundaries in my life. Mm -hmm. And at the end of every chapter is the lesson learned. So it covers relationships, money, you know, my alcohol problems, um, all areas, spending and um, issues with work and business, travel. So each story is a different lesson learned. And at the end, did I actually include the boundary prompts and um, some, oh, great. some lessons of hope. So <laughs> great. So it's kind of like, a, um, I like to call them memoirs, the yes. self-help <laughs> memoir um, combination there. Well, yes. that's great. Um, and that was published in September of 21. So just recently. Yes. yes. Well, Congratulations. Yes. I think it's Thank still you. 2021, right? <laughs> it is. We got 30 days. We got 30 days. <laughs> oh my goodness. This time is so weird these days. I just have no idea what year it is or I know. anything. Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds like a great book and I'm going to have to check it out because uh, <laughs> clearly I need a little bit more help in this department. <laughs> 
And then because you do help and, you know, we may have people who are thinking about um, trying to grow a freelance business too. Definitely. Where can people find you on that information? Mm -hmm. So on Instagram, I'm freelance and freedom. So with the letter N and also freelance and freedom.com. So I'm happy to chat with anyone about business or boundaries. Perfect. Well, we'll put all these links in the show notes and I appreciate you um, taking the time to join me today and talk about this topic and help us all get better on setting boundaries. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for the time and just say no and love yourself. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.